0: Hi, welcome to episode 523 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm David Elliott, and I'm worried that if I ever fall in a cage with a gorilla, that instead of shooting the ape, the zookeepers will try to shoot me. Just a hunch. Today is Fantastic Four 523 from April 2005. Rising Storm Part 4 by Mark Wade and Mike Waringo. So we're back with part 4, the grand finale of Rising Storm, where, to summarize, Johnny Storm has been forced by Galactus to be his new herald. Reed has a, had a ray gun that he used to transfer Johnny and Sue's powers, and he used a bigger version of that gun to zap Galactus, who just seemed to lose his powers. And emerging from the Galactus armor came Galen, the old human version of Galactus who lived before the Big Bang. Wasn't life so much better before the Big Bang theory? I hate that show. And the story begins with someone talking about Galactus, saying that even though his powers are lost, the essence of Galactus still exists, and his hunger remains insatiable. And we see Galen in a pool hall trying to eat the eight ball. In fairness to Galen, the eight ball is the most delicious looking ball in the entire billiard assortment. Ben snatches the ball away from him, saying he doesn't want to be the guy to take Galactus to the dentist. And I doubt Galactus has a very good dental plan. Oh, they would charge him an arm and a leg. Ben tells Galen to relax and take in the ambience, and that the place has the best hot dogs in all of Yancey Street. The waitress brings Ben a beer, and when she asks for a tip, Ben replies, Matt Murdock is Daredevil. What? What? What a dick. Revealing another superhero's secret identity? What does Ben think this is? A Civil War crossover? Not yet, my friend. Ben quickly says that he was just kidding, and he introduces her to his new pal, Galen, who tells the woman she has an intriguing odor. Ben tells her that it must be her perfume, and she seems to buy that. Reed enters the establishment and yells at Ben, Have you lost your mind, sneaking away like that? Ben explains he was just trying to show Galen a slice of humanity. Reed proceeds to lasso Ben and Galen and pulls them out of the pool hall. Reed says he's sure that Galactus's power will return to Galen in a month, or an hour, or who knows, and they need to rekindle the humanity in his soul that was snuffed out five billion years earlier. If they want to rekindle the humanity in Galen, they should take him to a strip club. Reed says they need to expose Galen to enough beauty to re- reawaken his sense of empathy. Okay, they should take Galen to the zoo, and then to a strip club. Back at the Baxter building, Quasar is helping run some tests on Sue and Johnny in preparation of switching their proper powers back, which might be done in another 24 hours. Quasar consents that Galactus's energy is roaming the galaxy, trying to find its host, and when it does find Galen, Quasar will know and will take Galen as far away from the Milky Way galaxy as possible. Yeah. Leave him to murder planets in someone else's backyard. Johnny suggests that they snap Galen's neck, which, I'm not even for the death penalty, but that actually sounds like a pretty good idea. But damn these Fantastic Four. To them, even the life of a genocidal, planet-killing murderer matters. Quasar leaves and Sue tells Johnny that she never knew how hard it was to control the Human Torch powers. Johnny says it took him years to learn how to sneeze without fireballing the room. Actually, I've read all the early issues. I don't recall Johnny having a hard time controlling his powers back then. It was Sue who took forever to learn how to use her powers. She asks Johnny if he'll miss the invisibility powers. It's obvious that he will, but he says he'll be fine and not to worry about him. So later, Reed and Johnny are at a frozen pond in Central Park with Franklin, Valeria, and Galen. They ask Galen if he wants to skate, and he says... No. Am I expected to be touched by these shamelessly transparent emotional manipulations? Is your objective to shame me? Moreover, why should I be charmed by these germ-ridden urchins you've brought along with us? You know this Galen guy? I kind of like him. Johnny tells Galen, This is New York, pal. The greatest city on Earth. Galen replies, How sad for you. Galen brags about his old planet, calling it the pinnacle of spiritual and technological development. They had sanitation systems more pleasant than New York City, but he just keeps complaining about everything. Like, like he's an actual native New Yorker. Ben is tempted to pick up a big rock and smash it down on his head, but Johnny stops him. Next, Sue and Alicia are taking Galen to the Guggenheim Museum. Totally overrated as a museum if you ask me. And inside, they're looking at this pop art painting of the members of the Fantastic Four. Like, the real Guggenheim doesn't have anything nearly that cool. Alicia is, for some reason, talking about the art. Um, hello, Mark Wade. I know she's an artist herself, but she has no idea what she's talking about because she's blind. By the way, she says she's not sure Warhol is the best example of mankind's capability for artistic achievement. So this painting was done by Warhol, who died in 1987, which means that the FF have been a thing for at least 18 years. It's one of those sliding scale comic book timeline things that makes your head hurt if you think about it too much. A museum employee sees Galen eating potato chips and tells him to stop. There's no eating potato chips in the Guggenheim. Alicia tells the guy, they have special permission. Ooh yeah, the typical rules of society never apply to the Fantastic Four and their friends. Firing missiles off in Manhattan, trashing taxi cabs all over the city, eating snacks in the Guggenheim. Is there no end to the atrocities they can get away with? The guy recognizes Alicia and allows Galen to keep snacking away, and then they head to another painting, which Alicia proceeds to discuss. As if Sue and Galen need to hear a blind person describe a painting that she's never seen and they're looking directly at. Galen calls the painting pedestrian and then he sees one of Alicia's statues and insults that. Alicia tells him it's her statue and he seems surprised that a blind person would bother with such a thing. And so the day continues with Sue saying that she and Alicia tried to show Galen as much of the magic of New York City as possible. According to the artwork, This magic includes watching homeless people, including children, rot, root through the trash for food, and seeing another down on his luck guy with a sign saying that he needs a job to feed his family. Good times. They've had a good good day. So later, Sue is back in the lab with Reed, and she's asking him how his work on a dimensional portal is going, and he says that it's been a bust so far. He's been trying to find an energy realm that would permanently satisfy the never-ending hunger of Galactus. I know what Reed should do. They should take him to Golden Corral and just leave him there. But he can't find a way to get Galen into the dimensional portal without letting too much of the energy of that other universe into ours. Reed says he's not giving up though. Galen shows up and asks, why not? Reed goes on a rant about how great he is, and look at all these crazy inventions he's cooked up, but in the middle of this conversation, Galen slips away. Reed and Sue look over, look over, and Galen is in the portal to the other dimension. He locks the rest of the FF out of the entryway, and everyone shows up and starts trying to use their powers to break in. Reed yells at Galen, asking him, Why are you doing this? We've shown you nothing but kindness and acceptance. Galen replies that he's misjudged Reed, and he seems uh, impressed with mankind's ability to fight back against all odds, to never surrender, to never give up. And that reminds Galen of himself. And who am I to extinguish in you that which lies within myself, he asks. And he opens up the doorway to the dimension full of energy. And so Galen isn't going to let the Earth die. He's going to go into that dimension as a human, where the Galactus energy might never find him. He says that maybe Earth will have time to find a solution to the f- finality that is, uh, Galactus. And he has confidence they can do it. And the doorway closes behind Galen, and he's gone. So I guess seeing those poor and homeless people really warmed the cackles of Galen's cold black heart. But that's understandable. I mean, don't they warm all of our hearts? So the FF gets back to other business, namely switching Sue and Johnny's powers back to normal. Johnny starts to suggest he switch powers with Ben instead. But Reed says he only has enough power for one more switch. Well, that's awfully convenient. He pushes a button, and... There's some electricity, and some sparkling around the tubes holding Johnny and Sue. The control panel starts to malfunction, and the entire apparatus around Johnny and Sue explodes. They dig themselves up out of the scrap metal, and they're physically okay. Reed Reed asks them to use their powers, but Sue can't. Johnny can't. They look over, and they see that the thing has turned back into his human form, and Reed can't stretch either. Somehow... They lost all their powers. And Reed says, their powers are gone, but gone where? And on the final page, we see that a guy in a boxing ring suddenly has the stretchy man powers. A fireman in a fire station got, you guessed it, the human torch powers. A guy showing up to meet a woman on a blind date has turned invisible, which would make for a very awkward first date. And the thing powers have gone to a nun. Another great cliffhanger ending. I can't wait to see the new Fantastic Four in action. The Fantastic Boxer, the Torchy Fireman, the Invisible Date, and the Nun Thing. I'm ready for a new comic called The Fantastic Nun Thing. Make it happen, Marvel. My new favorite character of all time, Nun Thing. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott, Podcast FF, and you can download other episodes at iTunes, or find the entire array of episodes at www.podcastff.podbean.com So long, kids. This podcast is over.